Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer. In this end time, through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Obakama's Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Say, I will testify. So your voice is lower than low. Say, declare, I will testify. In the name of Jesus Christ. And declare, my heart is open. My mind is ready to receive with humility the Word of God. Say, I declare, I'll be elevated in every area of my life by the truth of God's Word. And my life will never be the same again in the name of Jesus. Shout a big amen. Give a clap of praise to the Lord. Let's appreciate the choir. God bless you. Let's take our seats in the presence of God. Open your Bibles quickly to the book of Revelation, chapter number 3. And even as I'm about to share with you, I want to say God bless you and congratulations to every single member who was able to trust God by faith and in offering Him your first fruits. Uh, even last week, it was an amazing time. First fruits are one of the most spiritual offerings that we can offer to God because it takes away greed. It takes away trust in uh, our human uh, strength and on the natural things that are around us. And it sends all our heart, our mind, and our faith in unto God. Proverbs chapter 3, the verse number 5 says that trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your way straight. In other words, he will cause things to begin to align towards you. And then right from there, he goes on to the verse number 9 to tell us that honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. So when he talks about giving to God, it's actually an expression of trust. Is actually the work of faith. Giving is all about faith. Do you understand me? It is not about what you have and what you do not have, but it is all about faith. Without faith, you cannot give to the Lord. Without faith, you are bound uh, to your own trust or you are bound to your own wisdom. And so because of that, you think it is what you are doing that will bring you your prosperity. But when you trust God, you learn how to release unto God and say that, Lord, that I have given to you, I am all alone. That is when God will show you that I'm, you are not alone. Praise God forevermore. I said, praise the Lord. So I want to congratulate every one of you. Hallelujah. Uh, look to somebody beside you. Ask the person, did you participate in first fruit service? Then congratulations. Hallelujah. If the person does not tell you anything, it's just laughing. <laughs> then you should know that. Uh, but so congratulate that person anyway. Glory to Jesus. We move from faith to faith. And so not everybody may be at that level of faith. But if you are able to grow your faith to that level, my God, congratulations to you. I said congratulations to you. I said congratulations to you. 
Amen and amen. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Alright, so this morning I want to share with you on something that the Lord put on my heart. As uh, the key word and the prophetic word for the month of February. And he said it's a month of open doors. And this morning the Lord is going to supernaturally open some doors for some people over here. Revelation chapter number 3, the verse number 7 and the verse number 8. Jesus Christ was speaking prophetically to the uh, church in Philadelphia. And the church in Philadelphia was one of the churches that faced a lot of afflictions, a lot of trials, a lot of situations. So It was so bad that if you actually even wanted to give up on the faith, the church of Philadelphia was a place where you could easily give up on the faith. But the Philadelphian church was also a church that was full of good works. They were obedient to the things of God and they, and they served God faithfully despite the challenging situations that they were going through. And so because of that, God gave them a word through John, the revelator, when he appeared to him on the island of Patmos. And he told him, and he said, and to the church, the angel of the church in Philadelphia writes, these things said he that is holy. He that is true. And he that has the key of David. There's something about God. Anytime he wants to manifest himself to you in a particular way, he begins to describe himself in that direction. Are you understanding me? So when he tells you that he's Jehovah Jireh, it means that he's trying to manifest himself to you in the area of supernatural provision. If he reveals himself to you as Jehovah uh, Rapha uh, uh, or Rafika, it means that he wants you to acknowledge him and see him as the God who is able to heal. Because what the revelation that you have of God is the manifestation or the expression that comes into your life. The God that you do not know cannot manifest himself to you. That is why every time you see God revealing himself by his names and by his word to his children. He said, by my name Yahweh, I was not known. God was revealing himself to Moses as the self-existent one, the self-existent creator. So at this point in time, when God wants to show himself to you, he reveals himself by a particular name. And so here he begins to tell them uh, that I am the one, I'm not just God, but I am the one who has a key. Are you understanding me? Because he wanted to reveal himself to them as the one who can open doors for them. So this morning I present you your God who has the key in his hand. Glory to Jesus Christ. That means that every locked door in your life, get ready for that door to be open. I said get ready for that door to be open. He said I have with me the key of David. And when I open, no one can shut. When I shut, no one can open. In verse number 8, look at what he tells them. Uh, the church of Philadelphia. He said, I know your works. Behold, I have said before you an open door, and no man can shut it. Look at that. He says, I know your works, and I, your God, I have set before you an open door. When we talk about open doors, we are talking about doors that God himself has opened for you. Supernatural open doors are not, we are not talking about doors that men open for us. We are not talking about doors that our parents open for us. We are not talking about doors that we are able to open for ourselves. But he said he has the key. 
And so if he has the key, then he has the ability to open that door. And he said, I have set before you an open door. Can I prophesy to somebody under the sound of my voice? May God open a certain door for you. A door for your change. A door for your elevation. Before the end of the month of February, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I see your doors coming. The doors to your education. I see them opening right now. The doors to your next level in finances. I see those doors opening for you in the name of Jesus Christ. On Tuesday, I was sharing with you understanding the mystery of open doors. The mystery of open doors. Because anything that you see in the scriptures are a revelation of a spiritual mystery. A spiritual ministry, and I shared with you about what open doors were and the manifestations of open doors. We saw open doors representing a uh, dead. Uh, something that was dead coming back to life and we saw God open the door for Jesus the son. The tomb was open and Jesus came from the dead back to life. We saw Lazarus' tomb. The, tomb stone, the, the stone was rolled away from the entrance and Lazarus came back to life. So prophetically speaking open doors can talk about opportunities where God can bring dead situations back to life in our lives. Are you understanding me? We saw our open doors made, uh, representing opportunities to receive certain blessings. And the book of Luke, Jesus shared a story about a man who went to knock on the door looking for three loaves of bread. The Bible tells us that the door was closed to him. But when the door was open, there was a release of supply. So open doors can mean receiving supplies that you have you did not have before. In other words, circumstances and opportunities and situations coming into your life that you were not experiencing before. That you were not experiencing before. The other day I was sharing with you the testimony, uh, briefly or summarily, a testimony that a mama patient was telling me. And she said that when she came to this church, her own daughter testified that it seems as though there are new sets of experiences in her life. Certain doors have started opening easily. Look at that. That is a supernatural open door. It means that new things coming into your life. New experiences. Things which were not working for you beginning to work. Things which were working against you now working for you. It is an open door that God has given unto you. We saw open doors also as opportunities for the ministry of the word of God. Or the fulfillment of our divine assignments. And so until doors are open to you, you cannot fulfill your purpose in life. Anytime doors are open to you, it means that it's an opportunity to manifest divine destiny. It is a chance that God is giving you to walk in what he has prepared concerning you. Can I speak against every closed door? Every evil door that has every evil closed door that has been stopping your progress in life. I command that door to open. I command that door to open. There are some of you that doors of education have been closed to you. And it seems as though where you have gotten to, they've written a letter to all the universities and all the schools and everybody that can help you. That, hey, you can do everything for him. You can do everything for her. But for school, let him never go. Let her never enter. Today, I have come to challenge every door. Every demonically closed door. I command it to open now. Break open in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is what's going to be the testimony of your life. I said that is going to be the testimony of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. God wants every Christian to see progress. And one of the ways by which we can see progress is by doors opening unto us. 
doors opening unto us. There are some of us over here, we need certain doors to break open. And when we talk about the supernatural open doors here, we are talking about divinely orchestrated open doors. Like what Jesus said in Re- uh, Revelation chapter number 3. He said, I have a key, and I myself, I have set before you an open door. In uh, the book of First Corinthians, chapter number 16, the verse number 9, Paul testifies that a great and effectual door is opened unto me. Isn't it amazing? He didn't say, I opened the door. It is open unto me. There are doors that you open for yourself. But what I'm talking about, what I'm focusing on to this morning, is doors that you are not able to open for yourself. But God causes the doors to open for you. Supernaturally open doors supernaturally open doors. That's why I'm going to, I'm sharing with you covenant keys to supernatural open doors. My focus here to this morning is on doors that God can open for you. There are people over here I prophesy that a new level of business is going to open for you. And when you check, you realize that it wasn't by your efforts. You check, you realize that your efforts could not have opened that door. There are people over here, God is about to open the doors of education. When you go and check your, 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 your SHS certificates, you realize that no, the results over there cannot be the ones that open this door for me. But that is what makes it supernatural. Supernatural means that it is beyond the natural. Supernatural means that it is above our natural ability. I have shared with you that supernatural comes from two words, super and natural. Super means beyond. Natural means normal. So when we talk about supernatural, we are talking about beyond normal. Beyond the natural, beyond the physical, there are things that God has prepared that he wants to be the one to open for you. Listen, this season, God wants people who can believe him for things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. That is why the choir was singing to us, you made a way. I didn't make that way. I didn't create that path, but you stepped in and you made a way. That is going to be your song this year. Come on, your amen needs chloroquine. I said, that is going to be your song this year. I said, that is going to be your song this year. I said, that is going to be your song, the song of your family this year. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So there are open doors. God wants to open certain doors for us. And for us to be able to fulfill what God has purposed in our lives and our businesses, we need several, many, many open doors. Paul spoke about open doors, and to him it was a door of ministry. The door for him to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Philadelphian church also received an open door, and Jesus said he was the one that opened the door. In the book of Matthew chapter 16, the verse number 19, Jesus tells us about the church, and he tells us, Peter, that I am giving unto you the keys of the kingdom. So there is a mystery about keys. There's a mystery about keys. There are keys in the kingdom. And what are keys supposed to be used for? They are supposed to be used to open doors. And when we gain access to doors, it means that we gain access to the miraculous. Are we together? Come on, I said, are we together? When we talk about open doors, we are also talking about opportunities. Life is full of chances. 
in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, the verse number 11, he said that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor yet bread to the wise, neither yet riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But he says that time and chance happeneth to them all. The word chance over there also means opportunities. So your success in life is made up of the combination of two things. The time that God has given you and the opportunities or the chances within that time. The chances that God said everybody has these two things happening to them all. Whether you are wise or foolish, whether you are rich or you are poor, whether you are strong or you are weak, everybody has chances. Everybody has chances. And because you have chances, you need to learn the power of choices. You need to learn how to choose and how to identify the, uh, the chance that has been made available for you and know what to do. The reason why people are poor is not because they come from a poor background. No. It is because there are opportunities that came their way. Either they were not able to identify the chances or they made, they made foolish mistakes. And so they misused their opportunities. The reason why some people are even still not married is not necessarily because they want to go to school. It may mean that probably when they were younger, they had opportunities to get married, but they misused that opportunity. Are you understanding me? But time and chance happened to them all. Time and chance happened to them all. There are things that God has made available in our lives. But if we are not able to identify the opportunities that God presents to us, we may end up misusing them, abusing them, or losing them. Or losing them. Glory to Jesus Christ. So everybody has an opportunity. And God today, may you release many, many amazing opportunities for every overcomer in the name of Jesus Christ. And as you release opportunities, open our eyes. That we may see and take advantage of these opportunities in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I told you that in the kingdom of God there are several doors. And these doors need to be engaged. These doors need to be engaged. Every miracle, every breakthrough that you can ever experience in life is an answer to a particular door in the kingdom. And so Jesus tells us about the keys. Doors respond to keys. When you have a key, it does not matter your age. A 25-year-old person can be blessed by God and the person can become a millionaire even when the person is young. Why? Because he has a key to prosperity. A 95-year-old, despite the age, will still be wallowing in poverty. Why? Because all the 95 years on this earth, he never obtained the keys. He never obtained the keys. Jesus said, I give unto you keys in the kingdom. And so with the keys in the kingdom, doors will respond to us. And when the doors respond to us, the devil will be put to shame. I said, the devil will be put to shame. Quickly, what are the covenant keys? That is what I want to get to. That's why I'm rushing very much. I'm rushing because I want to focus on the keys. Many people learn about what they are supposed to do. But not many learn about how they are supposed to do what to do. Are, you, are we together? Or what keys that are available in the scriptures by which certain things can happen in their lives? We tell people that, oh, you need to pray. But we don't often tell them how to pray. We tell people that God can work a miracle. He's a miracle-working God. But we, are not, we don't tell them how they can obtain their miracles. Well, to this, this morning, the covenant keys are one of the how-tos that we need so badly in our Christian life. Unfortunately, a lot of people come to church and they hear the word, but they don't listen to what they are supposed to do. And so they don't make a plan out of the word of God on things that they are supposed to do in their lives. Stop somebody beside you and ask the person, are you the one pastor is talking about? 
Hey, lift up your head. Ask the person, are you the one that pastor is talking about? Hallelujah. And please don't worry so much about the temperature. In the heat of the day, there shall be a performance. It is anointing. It's, it's some, there's an anointing in the atmosphere. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. There was uh, Abraham. And then there was a tent. And then there was the heat of the day. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So Abraham also, in the heat of the day, was seated in front of the tent. And God appeared to him. You see, you cannot tell me you want to experience scripture without going by the word. And we are the, we are the children of Abraham. What I, oh, please, please, please. Somebody's about to experience God in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what he said. <laughs> you don't want this prophecy. Amen. But God will manifest himself to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Very soon, God will give us an answer to this heat in the name of Jesus Christ. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Now, I say give a clap offering to the Lord. Yeah, so when I say clap, somebody said, look at me. I chalk it. I say, no, no, every spirit of chalkism, I come against you. Amen. Hallelujah. What are these keys? What must we do if we want to see doors open for us? That God will step into our situation and break certain things open for us. The first covenant key I want to share with you, and this must be something that you are engaging all through the year, is the key of prayer. Is the key of prayer. Many people have not understood the value and the power and the potency in prayer. They think that prayer is just an opportunity to exercise our faith, or prayer is just an opportunity to show that we are spiritual. But prayer is actually a, 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 super, a kingdom access for us to see manifestations in our lives. It's actually a tool or a weapon that God has given us that can cause us to see a change. Are we together? So if you are going through certain situations, let's say you are, you are feeling sick or you are unwell or you are going through a, a negative situation in your life, you don't need to despair. What I have to ask you is that have you engaged the key of prayer or have you engaged the weapon of prayer? Many people say they are hopeless in life because they've not understood that prayer is an opportunity. Prayer is a chance that they can use to change situations in their lives. There are many people who you see them and they say that I'm feeling sick, I'm feeling sick, I'm feeling sick. What is happening to me? And you ask them, did you pray about the situation? And they say, I forgot. I forgot to pray about the situation. Because we have not come to the revelation of the power and the potency in prayer. When Elijah wanted rain to come, what did he do? The Bible said he prayed because he knew that prayer works. In the New Testament church, you see a lot of the uh, fathers of faith engaging the key of prayer when they wanted things changed. Peter wanted a dead girl to come back to life. What did he do? He knelt down and he prayed. Meaning prayer is not just exercising some religious expression. Prayer is actually something that you can use to change things in the realm of the spirits. In the book of James, chapter number 5, the verse number 16, the Bible says that confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And then he tells us something very powerful. He says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. Meaning anytime we engage in fervent prayer, intentionally understanding what we are doing, we are engaging supernatural power effective power that can change a situation. If you are going through a situation and you come and tell me that ah, pastor, I have given up. I will ask you a question. Have you engaged prayer yet? 
Have you engaged prayer yet? What prayer can do, nothing else can do. If prayer, what prayer cannot do, you have prayed to God. God has spoken to you. You have engaged in everything that you are supposed to engage in. And now the thing is not working. Oh, then the, Paul said, I engaged the Lord three times on this stone in my flesh. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Are you understanding me? Because he knew that prayer was supposed to handle that situation. He knew that prayer was supposed to change that situation. And James is re-emphasizing the same concept. He says that the effectual fervent prayer, the persistent prayer, not just the lackadaisical prayer, that people will come to God and we are, we are praying, oh, Lord, we are. no, 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 I'm not talking about gentle prayer. There are some times when we need to engage in heartfelt, continual prayer. Why? Because we need some power to be released. Because a door has been closed to us for too long. A door has been closed to us for too long. Effectual, fervent prayer, prevailing prayer, can cause doors to break open for us supernaturally. As you engage the weapon of prayer, I see doors that have been fighting your marital door breaking. I see those doors opening. I see doors that have been shut to your finances. I see those doors opening for you. Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26, they were in prison, tied. The Bible said that somewhere around midnight, they began to pray and they began to praise. All of a sudden, the Bible said that there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison, they were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open. They did not open the door, but the doors opened on by themselves. Why? They were praying and they were praising. They were praying and they were praising. There's something about prayer that can cause doors to open. Paul and Silas proved it. Elijah proved it to us. James chapter 5, 17 to 18. Jesus told us about the parable of a woman in Luke chapter 18. When he told us in the verse number 1, men ought always to pray and not to faint. How often are men to pray? Always to pray. Paul said, I pray without ceasing. And so this woman, the Bible says that she had a situation and there was a judge that was supposed to attend to the situation. But the problem over here was that this judge did not fear God, neither did he respect the person of men. In other words, if it was about you going to say that, ah, and so if the person doesn't fear you and doesn't fear God, what, what help do you have again? What help do you have again? Do you know that some people who don't, they, they, they carry themselves like they don't fear God. If I, they don't fear anything. If you mention Allah Dura, he doesn't fear. If you mention Nogopo, he doesn't fear. If you mention what else, Antwa, he doesn't fear. You see, he doesn't believe in anything. You understand me? Are you getting me? They are stubborn people like that. And so, if you meet somebody like that, and the person doesn't look at, looks at your face, and you are not beautiful enough for the person to help you, and I said that, even if you don't look at my face, you're mean him. You see, so when, that's what I'm saying, he doesn't look at your face. So, look at the face of God. If the two faces are not helpful, there's nothing that can be done. But the Bible tells us that this woman kept going back and forth. Going back and forth, going back and forth. And now this same judge, who did not want to move in the situation, said, I must do something about this woman's case, lest she weary me. Jesus said that similarly, God will answer our prayers. He will answer the prayers of his children who pray to him night and day. Night and day, night and day. Because prayer can open doors for us. Prayer can open doors. Listen, when you are going through a situation, never say, I, I, I give up. When you have not done enough prayer, 
And when you do prayer very well, there's no situation that cannot change. There's no door that can remain close to you. I don't know, but this year, God wants his sons and daughters who will be very, who understand what they are doing. You see, Christianity must be intentional. Your Christianity must not be just a, a, a Christianity of I've written my name on the form that I'm a Christian or I come to church. No, you must understand what is happening in the realm of the spirit and know how to engage. It must be intentional. If you say you are going to pray, you should pray because you know the effect and the power of prayer and engage it to bring solutions into your life. To bring solutions into your life. Several times I've seen things stand against me, but then right on my knees. As I engage the Lord in prayer, the next day I see supernatural turn around. Why? This is not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. I've told you often about a situation at, the, at my, my place of work when I used to work, and everything was against me. Oh dear. Everything was against me. But some way, somehow, after just one morning of prayer in church, the next day I go to the, of- I go to the office and everything I turned around. Why? Prayer works. He said that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and it's effective. It's effective. It's effective. Listen, don't forget about prayer. Don't put prayer aside and think that, oh, you have, you have tried all the options. You have not tried all the options. There are situations you call men and nobody will be picking your phone. Nobody will be picking your call. You call your pastor, the pastor is busy about something. But you see, in that situation, you should know that you're, you are still more hopeless. Prayer is still an option. Tell us already, prayer is an option. Prayer is still an option. When you engage in the powerful weapon of prayer, I'm telling you this year, a lot of doors are going to break open for you. Give a clap offering to Jesus Christ. In the illustration we use of Paul and Silas, you notice that they did two things. In the verse number 25, sorry, it was, I said 15, 16, rather 25, 26. Uh, He said, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. So we saw one of the covenant keys, prayer. And they sang praises unto God. There is another supernatural key that I've seen that is able to break doors open. And it's the power of praise. Is the power of praise. Is the power of praise. I remember about some five, six years ago, I went to Nigeria uh, to go and wait on the Lord. And whilst I was in a service over there, a man came to give his testimony. And he was talking about the power of praise. He was talking about how there was a situation that was going on in his family between himself and his wife. And they had been praying and they had been praying and not seeing any changes. So what did they do? They decided that every midnight between 12 and 2, they were going to engage in fervent prayers. They said just like Paul and Silas were praising God at midnight, they were going to engage God in midnight praises. So they, he, start, he said they began to pray, they began to pray, they began to pray. And just, just after they had done that, by the next day, the answer that they were looking for was released for them. Why? They, they, this time it wasn't even prayer. They understood the power of praises. Oh, praises have supernatural ability. Look, when we talk about praises, many people think it's just about a time in church where we come and dance. But praise is a weapon. Thanksgiving is a weapon in the hands of the, uh, the child of God who has understanding. Whenever we are lifted, look at, look at David. The man was a man of praise. He was a man that was full of celebration of God. He said, I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in, in my mouth. The man was giving us the secret to the supernatural occurrences in his life. He knew that whenever he praised God, the power of God was released. 
One time his king, Saul, was demonized. It took the power of praises for the demons to come out. Many of the situations that we are going through, there are demons behind them. You find that all of a sudden people who are supposed to support you have turned against you. There could be a demonic, in most cases, demonic oppressions that are oppressions that are working over there, affecting the minds of the people. Demons don't only cause sicknesses, they can affect conditions and situations. They can cause people to turn against you. Sometimes they will cause certain manifestations. The person sees you and all of a sudden the person is offended at you. People who are supposed to have been favorably disposed to you, all of a sudden they see you and they, they, they feel as though you are a problem. There could be demons behind them. If David could engage, praise, using a harp, and demons will leave King Saul. I believe that somebody you have an answer already. I said God is giving you an answer already. When you wake up in the middle of the night, many people use their night seasons to worry. I wake up and I'm thinking, how am I going to pay this fees? How am I going to see this change in my life? Oh God, when am I going to marry? Brother, sister, stop that. Jesus said that nobody through worrying has added even an inch to his height. Nobody has added a, a, a kilogram to his weight. Nobody has added a, a, an ounce to himself. You, have not, you cannot even add one minute to your life when you are worrying. In fact, science will tell you that you are actually shortening your lifespan. But rather, oh yes. If you can rise up in the middle of the night, when the devil throws at you that thought that it looks as though you are being delayed in life, it looks as though you are coming from a family where everything is in, going backwards. Oh, you say that ah, nothing can steal my joy, nothing can steal my praise, nothing can take away my faith in the Lord. He said that even though the fig tree may not blossom, say yes, I will celebrate my God. I will celebrate my God. Whilst you are celebrating your God, many people think that it's just to encourage yourself to make you feel happy. No. It is a weapon. It is a weapon. Do you know why? It's an expression of faith. You, you see, supernaturally, you are declaring that what you are expecting has already happened. And so, you force the realm of the spirit to begin to align to the contents of your praise. How can people be in prison and they are prison? Prison is supposed to be a place where they are in sorrow. Prison is supposed to be a place where they are reflecting on their sins and the problems that they have brought to society. But these people were praising God. How can you praise God? Only, you praise God only because you know, even though you are bound, you are free. When they began to praise, the heavens could not sit still. All of a sudden, the angels said, I know something is happening on the earth. We need to get down there. We need to get down there. Go and find out what is happening. Because these people are claiming an, a, a, a fulfillment which we have not yet released. Are you understanding me? And if they have not released it and they are praising him for it, then it means that God is unfaithful. You are not getting me over here. So, for God to be found faithful, he needed to do what they were praising him for. Praise. 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 Let the complaints come down. Let the praise go up. Let the worries come down. Let the praise go up. The more your praise, the more you have access to the supernatural power of God. There was a certain woman who went into a meeting and it was a, a, a healing with a man of God. I think it was a crusade of a sort. And when she went there, she was in a wheelchair. She was so badly, her body was so badly destroyed by cancer that uh, she, she could not even lift up the hands. They had given her just a few days to leave, about 14 days, about two weeks for her to leave. Uh, and then she's dead. Oh, when she got there that day, the atmosphere was so charged. And then the worship was so powerful. And she was 
just like, wow, if I'm just I'm going to die in a few days, why don't I just spend the last few days of my life? Let me just keep appreciating God and thanking God. She got so intoxicated with the praise and the worship that at a point she didn't even realize that she just lifted up her hands to worship God. Worship God. After lifting up her hands for about five minutes, she came to her senses. My hands are lifted. My hands are lifted. My hands are lifted. In the midst of her praise, God brought a healing. Because the one who couldn't lift up her hands now could lift up her hands. The doctors checked there, all the traces of the sickness had disappeared. Had disappeared. Many of us, when we come to church, the praise time and the worship time, you see where we are, we are worshiping God, we are lifting it, we are being in it, God. Oh, shit, oh, You see, you will lose that time. And then we are looking around. No, oh my goodness. When we sing the songs, uh, oh, oh, yami benoti, so ye. No, 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 no. That's the time you want to, you on the floor. Oh, yami benoti, so ye. Then I now wonder, ah, kibo no mubuni yana. No, that is not the time that you are worrying about. That this is the time that you want to offer something to God. Abafu bimbim, good to know. You see, what are you doing? You are following the words of the song. Above all, then you see the angels. If you don't know the meaning, just see it as something. Like, it means millions and millions. Are you understanding me? Yes, so... So if you understand it, you see them. If you don't understand it, you just jump and put, go to them. So, you see, in the midst of the worship, you see, I have realized something about God. He doesn't make His ways obvious to us. He doesn't make His ways obvious to us. You know, in, amongst men, you know that when you write this exam and you pass very well, you get this reward. And so it's like almost a direct correlation. But God sometimes hides the supernatural in what looks natural. And so, whilst you are singing, how does singing translate to freedom? How does singing translate to healing? How does singing translate to open doors? But that is how God has chosen it. That is why the wise are confused by it. And so the Bible says that ah, he, he turns the wisdom of the wise against them. And makes the prudent look foolish in their eyes. Because God does not go by the way of sciences. He goes the way of the supernatural. He goes the way of the supernatural. When we begin to worship God, you are singing. Whether the voice is croaky or the voice is melodious, at that point, it doesn't matter. Whether, is some, have you realized that sometimes you can get so deep in worship that even the language of the song doesn't matter? You hear them singing in a, Sp- in, a, in a Spanish language and somewhere, somehow, your spirit is flowing because he's looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Not necessarily in language that they understand. When you set your heart to worship, it could be French, it could be Yoruba, it could be Igbo. Doesn't matter. At that point, it's all about you and your God. It's all about you and your God. It has not the time that you'll be worried. Oh, what am I going to eat after church? It will amaze you. He will lay a table before you. I said, He will lay a table before you. Look, believe God that He has already done everything already. Believe Him. Have that kind of faith. And let that faith propel you to praise God. I have seen God do amazing things. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Look, I've seen it happen so many, many times. Many times, especially in the provision that I needed for things of ministry. 
Sometimes I'm wondering about her Lord, how are we going to go for these missions work? I'm working with a lot of students and children who do not have even any money to give. But then, oh, I just go by my faith celebrating the Lord. Somewhere, somehow, sometimes a day before the time, the money will just appear out of nowhere. Because God is the God of the miraculous. God is the God of the miraculous. Look, even in having our church over here, when we came to this place, a lot of things were not in place. A lot of things were not in place. Finances. People did not even know. We didn't even know what we were going to do. We didn't know whether we were turning to the left or to the right. But you see, we just went with the flow. We just went with the flow. Having one thing that God is able to do. Just what he said he will do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, because He sure won't give up on you. He's able. Oh, oh. I'm sure you are not expecting that one. That is how God is going to do something that you did not expect. Give the Lord some praise. <laughs> yes. Are you understanding me? All of it is in the prophecy. He's able. He's able. People of God. Let nothing discourage you. Tell somebody, don't be discouraged. God will do it for you. Then number three key. I want to quickly rush now because my time is uh, up already. It's hard work. It's hard work. Now, this one will sound sound surprising to some people, but it actually is. Everything that the Bible enshrines. So, for instance, let's say we have just given our first fruits. So, somebody said, I'm going to sleep. Money is going to come. (laughs) Please, you can laugh for me. You can laugh for me. (laughs) You will become one. (laughs) Glory to Jesus Christ. Hard work. There is a mystery. You don't know everybody who who works hard receives the recompense of their hard work. Not everybody gets profitability from their hard work. But when you work hard because God says that hard work is prosperous, God looks upon what you are doing as an expression of your faith. It is possible to do something, but the motivation of it is not from the word of God. That is no faith. But when you do the same thing, for instance, is it what the, the praise that we are just speaking about? Many people sing a lot of praise songs, but no miracle happens. Nothing happens to it because the motivation is not the motivation of faith. It's not the motivation that comes by the word. The Bible says that to every labor there is profit. To every labor there is profit. To every labor, there is profit. Glory to Jesus Christ. So when you begin to labor according to the word of God, profitability comes to you. There is no favor for the lazy man. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. He become a poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent make a rich. When you begin to, uh, 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 you begin to work hard, understanding the principles over here, God begins to take your labor as a seed of faith. As a seed of faith. As a seed of faith. And let grace begin to flow in that direction. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 24. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule. But the slothful hand shall be under tribute. Shall bear rule means that they will be in charge. They will reign. Shall uh, be under tribute means that you become a slave. 
So there's something supernatural about hard work that God makes available to everyone who is a child of God. In Proverbs 24, you read from the verse number 30 to 34, there is an example over there where the, pro, the, pro, uh, the, 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 the preacher talks about the field of a lazy man. He said, I saw the field of a lazy man and I took notice how it was overgrown and it was destroyed. And I took counsel within myself that a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come on you as one that traveleth, and they thy want as an armed man. You know, I say, I say, sister, I'm robber. Let me ask you. Nobody in this church, let me not ask you, let me just tell you. <laughs> amen and amen. Nobody in this church will have nothing to do, you know. You wake up in the morning, Monday to Friday. Oh, sorry, I'm not part of you. You're not You don't do anything. No, may change me be, may change go and get something to do. Sometimes even what you are doing may not even pay. It could be a volunteer work. Do you understand me? Volunteer work. You can come to the church. Come and say, oh, Pastor, give me work to do. I want to scrub. I want to do something. Do something. Sell gum. Sell rubber. Sell water. Some people are, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm too, uh, selling water. Uh, no, 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 no. Me? Me? Sell water? Never. I'm sorry. Come do. You're not doing anything. You see, he said, I'll bless the work of your hands. If there's no work in your hands, what do you expect him to bless? What do you expect him to bless? Are you getting me? Come on, talk to me. Oh, I, I, now I've moved from prayer and praise, so now you don't talk to me. Hard work. Get something doing. You wake up in the morning, and then you are doing nothing. Facebooking, TikToking, what's happening? Even uh, sleeping. From morning to evening. Please go and get something to do. Go and get something to do, oh, Tom. Go and get something to do, oh, what? Tom, Tom, Tom. Find something to do. Maybe it may not pay you what you are looking for now, but it will teach you something about how work is. So that when you get what will give you what you are looking for, you don't lose that one as well. Find something to do. Find something to do. Every day when you are going to sleep, assess yourself, how have I used the day? How have I used the day? Now, even there are online businesses. You can be selling when you don't even have a product. Go to somebody. Ah, you sell clothes. I'll put it on my status. When I get a sale, give me a little percentage of what I've sold. And you are working. But all your, you are always checking other people's statuses. That is all your life. You to put something on status and sell something. Get some appliances. And they ask you that, hey, what do you have? told me, yeah, I'm sending me a supermarket. I'm operating online. Don't tell them you are not working. Send me here online supermarkets. And give the supermarket a name. Do you understand me? What I do, you are working. But get something doing. Don't idle your life away. A lazy man, poverty is your friend. Poverty is your friend. There's no miracle that can save you. I said there's no what? Miracle that can save a lazy man. God does not waste his resources. Are you understanding me? So get something to do. God has something you can do. Maybe you can cook. Go and help somebody who is into food business. Oh, I can cook. Amen. Oh, she, oh, she, that is another thing. But at least you are doing something. 
Amen and amen. Get something doing. Go and sit by somebody. Oh, I want to be. I, 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 you, I want to be sitting in front of your shop as a security woman. <laughs> but get something to do. At the end of the day, what people be a man? I see. The Bible says that he that is faithful in the what? The little things will be also faithful in much. A lot of times, can I tell you the truth? The things that we are going through, it's not that that is what God wants us to go through. It's just a test. It's just a test. Watching whether you fail or you succeed. And when you fail, you write the exam again. When you do what? You write the exam again. So get something doing. Tell somebody to get something doing. And this is very important for us as a church which, which have a, a lot of youth. Hard work opens doors. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. See that a man that is diligent in his business, that is hard working in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mere men. At the end of each day, what have you done? Look, sometimes I, 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 I quantify the things that I'm doing. There are times I will write a to-do list and I have more than 20 things to do. More than 20 things I want to achieve as a pastor. People think pastor is just about coming standing in front of the church on Sunday morning. No, we do a lot of things. Even as I'm standing here, I'm under a lot of pressure because there are a lot of things that God wants me to do. A lot of things, apart from what you are seeing physically. A lot of things. We are writing, we are reading, we are counseling, so many things. Sometimes even at 2 a.m. we are on the streets. Are you understanding me? You wake up in them, all you know is to stretch yourself, sleeping and changing gears. 9 a.m., young lady, you, are yet, you slept at 9 p.m. 9 a.m., you, you are still stretching your legs. Better wake up over the lazy bones and get something to do. I <laughs> <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, as a, today I came for somebody and I'm coming for you. Well, well, well. Praise God forevermore. There are some people who work in the night. We understand them. Do you understand me? I don't mean that kind of night work. But that's something. <laughs> yeah, let your mind be safe You're in the house of God. Amen and amen. But yes. Maybe you are, you, are, you are into cryptocurrency, you do a lot of trading at night, or you are into business. <laughs> you are doing a night fire. Night fire, I will close early. Uh, amen and amen. But 9 a.m., you are, hey, Jesus. 10 a.m., you are, you are fraud. 10 o'clock. Say, hey, I mean, I mean, sorry. Hey, sister. Now, I was super sad. Oh, see, I ha- a man- my mansion is coming. <laughs> oh, my shit. <laughs> Please get up and do something. In my heart, my estate is coming. You don't know. <laughs> Your estate is coming. Please get up and do something. February. Today is what? 11th of February. What have you achieved in February? Tomorrow, February will finish you. Have you realized that sometimes you realize that before the demand is gone? Demand is gone. Do something. Bombarding. Write something. Plan something. Cause, like, get something doing. There's nobody who God permits not to have anything. All of us have something. We just need to find it. 
What I see? We need to find it. You have a driver's license and you don't have work. Are you serious? Go and look for some Uber. Go and look for some taxi. Drive. Drive. Go to a company. Say, ah, I'm a chief driver. Is it chief? Everybody has. Is it? I'm the chief to myself. Say, ah, I can drive you. I can be your personal driver. You see, whilst you are waiting for your breakthrough, you need to be seen by heaven to be doing something that you are diligent and faithful at. Diligent and what? Faithful at. Glory to Jesus Christ. Some of you have never gone on strike before. Because you are not working. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. But once you are on strike too, please be doing something. <laughs> amen and amen. Because the strike could be just for you to, op- to open another door in your life. Give a clap offering to God. <laughs> Let me just mention these things quickly and then we'll close. Number four, excellence. There are certain doors that open just because you are too good at what you are doing. Are you getting me? You are a seamstress. And anytime they bring you design, what they get is not what they have brought to you. What I ordered versus what I got. The person brought a cute, nice shaped design. And then you go and bring straight dress. <laughs> So when you look at what the picture the person showed you and what you have you he say, Oh, may we may we may we are the please anytime as soon as I saw I please like seventy percent of the time it is not true. Amen and amen. And then sometimes they can even cause you to think that you are mad though. We're like, ah, is it me? I'm not seeing that thing well. Praise God. But please, excellence. Whatever you are doing, whether you are a secretary, you are uh, an accountant, whatever it is, when you are excellent, it will cause men to look for you. See a man diligent at his work. He will not stand before normal people. He will stand before the greats. He will stand before the greats. Look, I know it by experience. For the sake of time, I'm not, I cannot do too much explanation. But excellence. Make sure you're the best. Is the true word. Be the best at it. <laughs> amen and amen. Whenever they are looking for the one who is a master, maybe you're a hairdresser, and you can do hair. Listen, become the best at it. Do it so much that they will... Uh, Celebrities will be looking for you. I heard about a certain woman who has been uh, doing nails somewhere around um, this Malam Carnation Road. Ah, I saw the shop and they told me that this is where Jaffiapia uh, and some of those people have been coming. I said, ah, this is where they started from? And it wasn't any big thing, but the girl was good. So good that people will live all the way from their estate and then come and do their hair there. I had my brother who was staying at um, La Palle, and he told me that he goes for his haircut at Osu. I said, ah. <laughs> Even from Seto to Abekan, I can count no less than 200 uh, barbers. 
But he said that the way he handles my hair. Oh, yes. Are you understanding me? And then he finishes and then, and do you know what? After that time, I was paying about 8 CDs or 10 CDs for haircuts. He was paying about 25 CDs for his haircuts. And I was older than him. Plus his transportation from, and he would go there faithfully. Faithfully. See a man diligent, excellence. When you are excellent, ah, kings will look for you. They say, Adipa, So, are you sure you are an Adipa? Come on, are you understanding the language? Are you an Adipa? Some of you, if we bring a good opportunity away, that is the end. Because the way you disgrace us. The way you disgrace us. When the people are expecting that you do the thing 100%, you do the person 45%, they be No. Be ex- tell somebody to be excellent. Oh, I said, tell somebody to be excellent. Listen to me. Whether you are a, a micro church leader, when you are a shepherd, be excellent at your work. Like, it should be difficult for somebody to find something to say. The Bible said, be blameless as children of God. Be blameless. Be blameless. When you are supposed to be at work, they expect you to open the shop at 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock. You are now, you are now, you are now, you are now wearing your shoes. Sister, sister. Oh, yes. I told you today, you came to church for a reason. You expected to be at the office at this time. Every day, there's too much traffic. There's too much traffic. But you stay across the road. So, (laughs) the crossing of the road. Uh, (laughs) You stay across the road. And you see, by the time you get to the office, there are people who stay further than you. They are already in the office. Their traffic didn't disturb them. It is laziness. You are a problem worker. You are a problem worker. Oh, yes. In the, I'm adding more heat to the temperature. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be excellent in your delivery. And do you know the amazing thing? Some of those who don't work very well, they are the ones who get easily angered. Okay, I'll do my job. There's something wrong with you. In fact, anybody who cannot take criticism, there's a problem with you. Give a clap offering to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Be excellent, okay? There are many doors that are waiting to open for you. And you just have to be excellent. Give a clap offering to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> amen and amen. There's a lot more, but we shall we'll continue another time. Praise God. Shall we be on our feet? <laughs> this one is a good point to close on. <laughs> Uh, balloon, I <laughs> said balloon. <laughs> Lift up your hands wherever you are. Say, Father, 
help me to be a man of prayer. If you are a woman, say woman, please. Say, Father, help me to be a man of prayer and of praise in order to open my doors. Say, oh God, fill me with a virtue of hard work and excellence so that supernatural doors open for me in the name of Jesus Christ. One of the things that I didn't say, uh, I couldn't get to about open doors is how to activate the open doors through your titan. Through your titan. He said that test me now with this. See, I will not open unto you the windows of heaven. Brothers and sisters, I have seen God open strange doors for me as soon as I paid my tithes. Let me tell you something. Last Sunday, when I came to, uh, I gave my first fruit offering in the morning. And then just before I'll come for a miracle service, somebody came to give me a seed. And that seed was in a foreign currency. I said, ah, this is my first foreign currency seed. That somebody saw into my life in this year. Let me give it all as another first fruit for that day. When we closed service that day, miracle service that day, I had three times of that. And it was a supernatural open door because when the person was giving me the offering, the person said that I didn't even know that I had that, that foreign currency in my house. But suddenly, somebody called me and said that there's some foreign currency I put in the house. Go and take it. Go and take it. You see, this is a supernatural open door. Even the person who came to give it didn't even know the man was there. But because God knew a son of his was going to be faithful, he activated that door so that another person will activate another person to bring it to me. Listen to me. Your titan, your giving, your honor of God, it opens what I call a favor account. There are things you can do by your own strength, but there are things you need favor to speak for you. You need grace to speak for you. And that is what these supernatural doors, supernatural graces are able to do. And then finally, prophetic declarations. Prophetic declarations. Elisha said, Ah, Dado Shambhala Tatashia. He said, Everything is going to be cheap. Everything is going to be cheap. According to the word of the Lord. And then the finance minister said, How can these things be? Even God opens the doors of heaven. You see, it was a joke. How can God open a door and you think it cannot change situations? The Lord is telling me something now. Somebody, your situation is about change. Ah, ah, diga shontaya. Lift up your hands. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We begin to just speak to the Lord now. My doors must open. Ah, doors to my business must open. My financial doors must open. My marital doors must open. Yes, Lord. Something is happening in the atmosphere right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.emenezaokoipa.com or call 0546 God bless you.